Secrets to Real Estate Investing, Episode 89. Welcome to the Secrets of Real Estate Investing Show, where you'll learn powerful strategies from top experts to take your investments to the next level. Here's your host and expert real estate investor, Holly McCann. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of Secrets to Real Estate Investing. And we have another real life investor with us today that is going to share some of his success stories as well as his challenges to help all of you guys. So with that, welcome to the show, Mr. David Torres. All right. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for the invite, Holly. Oh, thank you so much for taking time out of your, I'm sure, busy schedule to share and help other people. I really appreciate that. Well, why don't you give our listeners a little background on you and you know some of your life story and how you got to where you are today? Sure. My name's David Torres. I'm, I live in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, I started investing about four years ago. Um, started out, bought a couple of rentals, and then I kind of ran out of money. So I started flipping. Um, and fast forward four years, two, two years later, I was able to quit my job through real estate um, and focus on growing my own business. Um, and here we are, we do about 12 to 15 flips a year, about 20 wholesales a year. Um, and then we own about 23 rental units as well. Wow, you've really ramped up fast. What is it that you did for a job before you started real estate, if you don't mind sharing? I was actually a contractor for the Department of Defense. Oh. Uh, so we used to do energetic materials testing, which is kind of a code, code, code name for we blew stuff up and tested it out. <laughs> that sounds like every boy and man's dream job since I have a few sons that love to play with lighters and lighting things on fire and stuff. I was never fascinated by that as a girl, but hey, it must be in the male DNA that they got to do it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a whole lot of fun, um, but I was I was really anxious to get out of the the work situation because the people that were surrounding me were not real happy or striving mm -hmm. to do much. They were really um, complacent with with what where they were in life and the the direction it was it was taking them, and there wasn't a whole lot of room for growth in the company. So, growth is something that really fulfills me. And something that um, I really needed to have in order for me to be happy. Well, that's great that you recognize that rather than just being sad and depressed about it, like some people, you know, will tend to do. Well, why don't you tell us about your first deal? Oh, my first deal. Um, we'll talk about my first flip. Okay. Which is so oftentimes the hardest one to do. Um, so... I actually hooked up with a, uh, with a realtor that, that I found on bigger pockets. Um, somebody randomly dropped this guy's name, um, and suggested that if anybody was looking to, to start flipping, this was the guy to, to, uh, to hook up with. Well, that turned out to be the best decision of my life. Um, the guy's name is, uh, Greg Sofio. Um, and he has been, he had been flipping houses for since before I was born. Um, he had a lot of knowledge 
Um, so he helped me to find my first deal. Um, and he helped me negotiate it at the right price, estimate construction costs. Um, and he kind of was there to hold, hold my hand the whole way. Um, but the real question is, um, how the heck am I going to buy this thing? Right? Yeah. Uh, where am I going to get the money? Uh -huh. So what I did was I approached actually a family member and I said, look, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> you didn't say that. Please tell me you didn't say that. Okay. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. I, but you know what? I tried to make it a win-win situation. Right? So I said, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, if you fund the purchase, um, I'll fund the rehab. And then at the end of the deal, if there's anything, we'll split it. If there's a loss, I'll absorb it. Oh. Um, so that way the, the family member could go in um, confident in knowing that they at least wouldn't lose money. And they yeah. love me enough to take a chance on me. That's um, awesome. I think that's, I've never heard of that as a deal splitting opportunity, but I think that's brilliant. Very smart. Right. So um, it actually, everything went really smoothly. Um, we purchased the property for $70,000. We put about $20,000, $25,000 into it. And we sold it for about $125,000. Nice. So at the, at the end of the day, we walked away with about $15,000. So I got $7,500. Um, and the, the family member got $7,500. Um, and it took a matter of 75 days. Oh, uh, that's pretty fast. That's good. It was super fast. Um, everything went really smoothly. Um, so we feel very fortunate to have had the first deal go that well. Yes. Many people's first deal is a, they get more learning out of it than they do profit. So I'm glad you got some profit. I think my first deal, we broke even on, but Hey, we learned plenty of lessons. Like don't over improve it. You're not moving into it yourself. So <laughs> that was yeah. one of our problems. Um, did you relist with the same agent that brought it to you also? I absolutely did. Um, That's great. And you know, there um, there are a lot of folks who are hesitant to pay the realtor commission. I paid him his full commission on the front end and on the back end. I think over the course of two years, I ended up paying him $75,000 in commissions. Wow. Um, but you know what? He made me so much more than that. Um, and he's, um, he's turned into a lifelong friend. Um, my wife's an attorney. And he helped her start her own practice and escape the rat race herself. Um, so it's just turned out to be such a fruitful relationship. And you just never know what's going to happen when you pick up that phone, right? Oh, for sure. So you've done multiple deals with him then, I take it. Yeah. I did deal after deal after deal with him. Um, and having his expertise... Um, having the expertise of a competent realtor um, is is priceless. Um, there are not many of them that understand what a deal actually looks like, though. Um, so if you can find a great realtor to add to your team that can help you locate and analyze deals and that have some 
idea of what repair costs are going to be, um, they're worth their weight in gold, literally. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I'd love to just jump in and share a personal couple of stories too. I recently purchased a few months ago homes that are about two hours away from where I live and they were lower end price points. And even though I'm a realtor, I gave them, they weren't promised to agents I knew in these areas, two totally different cities. I gave them to them and told them, will you please oversee what was very minor renovations? It was the CPA kind of flip, carpet, paint, appliance, like this really easy. And um, they oversaw it and then they relisted it and they're reselling it. And it was well worth it to me in that lower price point for me not to drive two hours every time I needed to do something. So people go, well, if you're an agent, why are you paying other realtors? Well, for that reason, you've got to assess like, where's the best use of your time? Some people as investors will get their license and and try and buy and sell deals under their own license. But in my case, it still makes sense for me to sell some through other people too. Good realtors are very valuable. So I'm glad you learned that lesson. And it happened on your first deal for you that you got a great winner. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I agree with you. I actually um, ended up getting my license. Um, but I have decided not to list any of my own properties anymore because I'm not very good at it. Um, <laughs> That's really, bit, another smart observation. Like do what you're good at and what you like. Like if you don't like it, right. Why do yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I hated the Sunday calls that you would get <laughs> where somebody would waste two hours of your time and then say, Oh, I'm working with a realtor already. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> no fun. Well, um, how did your, why don't you tell us about how your financing progressed? Because probably you didn't have that same family member finance all of these many deals you've done. So um, what did your financing strategy evolve into? So over the, over the years, I've kind of used mostly private money. Um, I did try using hard money one time. Um, it seemed like the hard money lender made more than I did on that particular deal. And they were way more difficult to work with. Um, with the private money folks that I've built a relationship over these years with, um, I send them the details of the deal, um, pick up the phone, walk them through it, and then they send, send the money to the title company. Um, nice. <laughs> with the hard money lender, um, they required an appraisal. Um, they charged doc document fees of like $800, which were, you know, the documents were form documents, you know, all kinds of junk fees. And they made it really difficult and their underwriting was way too tight. So um, at the end of the day, it turned out to be not a very good situation. So now I focus on using private money. Um, and most of the folks that I've found are in my sphere of influence. Um, or another great place to look is um, at your local RIA. Yep, I agree with that. There's people that come to the real estate investment clubs that want to participate in the investment game, but they don't want to be 
sourcing the deals. They don't want to be managing contractors, but they're very comfortable with real estate as an asset class. Like, okay, I like real estate. I like the returns that, you know, I can get on it, but I don't want to be the guy babysitting the contractors. So then, you know, they go to Dave and say, Dave, here's my money. Well, you go babysit the contractor and pay me something for my money. And then they know they're secured by um, whatever it is in your state. You know, we have trust deeds here in California or mortgage or whatever. And it's a great win-win situation. So that's awesome. Jeez, Holly, you should come to the RIA and pitch for, pitch, pitch, uh, pitch for me. Ah, I get I will. Some more money. <laughs> if you're a little closer, I would. I'd be happy to. <laughs> well, why don't you tell us about your very best deal? The very best deal actually came um, from Aria, um, and you just never know what's going to happen. So I went to the the Aria, and this lady stood up. She was a wholesaler. And she said she had a deal up in Santa Fe. So Santa Fe is about two hours north of Albuquerque. And she passed out the, this, this pamphlet that had these terrible pictures in it. <laughs> it was like photocopies of photocopies of photocopies. Um, and it, it was impossible to tell anything from, from it. So everybody else kind of just tossed the, the flyer. But I actually kind of ran the numbers and I gave her a call. Um, and I drove up the next day and I was, I, I, I looked at it and the numbers really made sense. Um, so I was able to purchase the property for about $75,000. Um, we did a renovation that took us about a week. Um, just, carpet paint and appliances basically. And so that cost about $20,000 and then we resold it for $170,000. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you just never know. I, you never know who you're going to run to run into at the RIA. Um, just help everybody or be open. To, to everybody because you just never know what's going to happen. Oh, that is awesome. That is a big fat profit for you. Nice. I love it. Well, and you're such a nice guy. I love when nice guys don't finish last, but they finish first and make the profits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, we had, um, I warned you about this. I want you to tell us about your worst deal and why is your worst deal? And I think you said you're going through it right now, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Like Tell a, us about that one. Um, so I purchased a property from a wholesaler and the numbers looked really, really good. Um, the only problem was it's on a, it's on a, an extremely busy street. So Going in, I thought the after repair value was going to be $210,000. Well, I purchased it back in February. Um, and here we are 10 months later, um, and I'm finally under contract to sell it. But not for $210,000, for $185,000. Oh, wow. That's a big hit. And you had probably already calculated in an adjustment on your after repaired value for the busy street at 210, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. So 
you know, at, at this point, we're, we're close to breaking even or potentially losing money. Okay. That's, that's okay. This will be the first deal that I've lost money on. To add insult to injury, um, a, I, I put a, an alarm system on all of my properties. Um, I don't know. Are you familiar with Simply Safe? I have heard of it. Yes. Um, Simply Safe is um, an alarm system that costs $25 per month. And the alarm has a built-in cell phone. Um, so you can move it from property to property. Uh, so I've got four or so of these systems that I move from property to property because so far this year I've had four break-ins. Wow. You work in rough neighborhoods, huh? (laughs) No, I don't. It's crazy. Um, I don't know. I've had them this year too. Pool heater stolen, 3,500 bucks in a great neighborhood. So you're not alone, my friend. (laughs) Generally what happens is they'll kick in the door. um, The alarm will go off and then they bail. Um, Well, since this was such a difficult property to sell, I actually had it staged. Um, Our market's been so good lately um, that you don't need to stage. You you know, you do some light staging, you know, the bathrooms, the kitchen, right? um, Nothing major, but this one, I did a full staging. Well, the real, the realtor that went to go show it came into the house, turned off the alarm And then when she left, she didn't turn on the alarm. So that night after she showed the house, somebody broke in and stole all of the staging. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So So, are you on the hook for that or is your insurance or is the realtor? What happened there? (laughs) um, We actually have been, well, we don't have the check yet. Um, but we're crossing our fingers that the uh, the realtors turned in a claim to their insurance. Um, we we ended up sending a demand letter from from my wife, who's the attorney, right, um, to get reimbursed from the realtor because they were negligent in not securing the property. Mm-hmm. And they spoke with their insurance, and they're supposed to get a check cut for us, and it's supposed to be here any day. Phew. Oh my okay. goodness. <laughs> so you think that's bad, right? We Then we do the go keep going through the inspection phase. They did a sewer line inspection. Um there were the 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 line the main line, the main sewer line was was cracked and broken. Um so we actually had to replace that sewer line as well. Oh. So, you know, breaking even now, losing money. Um, so I'm curious, how much was your sewer line replacement? It was $2,500. Oh, I wish that's all it was for me. We were just doing parts of it near, you know, in LA. And I mean, we kept doing different parts like around the property. And I think I was all in at like $6,000. And that was without even a full replacement. Like, oh my gosh. You don't count on that as a flipper. You're not cameraing the sewer line usually before you buy a home. It comes after the fact. So that can be a surprise. So flippers, beware of the sewer line 
inspection, <laughs> or maybe you want to do one in advance if you think someone else might. Yeah, and that's that's a that's really good. Um, as much as it pains me to say it, the realtor on the other side um, is doing their doing their job. Yes, um, and they're doing their clients um, a, a service by by being professional and knowing that in that area, this is a problem because it's older cast iron piping. So it sucks to have for me to have to pay the twenty five hundred dollars, but but go go realtor that's actually doing their job. Um, yep, they they are representing their clients well, definitely for sure. Well, what's some other um, experiences you've had, or like some of your challenges you've had along your journey that you could share, and, and how you overcame them? Um, I would say that um, everybody makes it look like their life's all pretty and they have their act together. Um, but I just feel like a basket case most of the time. Oh. <laughs> um, most days I just, I, I wake up, I'm trying to figure out what to do. Um, I'm trying to grow and build my business. And it just seems like every time I do, I run into a brick wall. Um, so I'm constantly trying to grow and expand. Um, but I'm also constantly failing all the time. Um, earlier this year, I hired, a, for my wholesaling business, I hired an acquisitions manager. Um, it didn't turn out so well. Um, I sent out probably... 30 or 40,000 mailers. And out of that, we only got one deal. Oh, ouch. Do you even break even with that? I don't know. <laughs> I, I broke even with it. Luckily, okay. we should have gotten five to 10 deals somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, but man, I was just so heartbroken and so discouraged that I let him go back in July. I didn't start marketing again until November. Um, it feels like you work so hard and then you just have these setbacks, but I want everybody to know that no matter how glamorous and great I look and, you know, all the success that I've had, I still struggle guys. I mean, that's, that's, that's the message I want to relay. That is a great message. And I am, always learning and growing myself, even with over a couple hundred flips under my belt, you know, just today trying to figure out the best way to negotiate this deal with the seller that wasn't committing and you're racking your brain and you know, what can I do to solve this and solve that? And yeah, it's, it's not easy, but I think it's worth it. We have to say that it's worth it. And you're sticking with it. You're not going back to your other corporate job, right? <laughs> Heck no. Uh, you know, just having the, it, 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 today I had the opportunity to go to my, to my kid's school program. Um, and I didn't have to ask anybody. I could spend extra time with them. I could take them to lunch afterwards. And um, just having that, that freedom and ability um, makes everything totally, ma makes all the effort and all the, the, the sacrifice and all the errors makes it totally worth it. 
I agree. I love being there, even though my kids are older. There's no more programs. But you know, my kid called me to this morning and he wanted to talk for a good 10 minutes about he how he was negotiating. We did a little role playing last night trying to get his 88.8 grade rounded up to 89.0 to get an A. He's a sophomore in high school. And how great that I can, you know, help him give him ideas on negotiating because I do that, you know, somewhat for a living. And then I can take a 10 minute call and I don't have to worry about a boss overhearing me or judging me or getting upset or whatever. It's like so great. So he called to say, Mom, I did it. And I can go, Yay! It's so fun. <laughs> so much fun. Awesome. Well, you've been so kind and helpful sharing so much of your time. Um, we're, we're just getting near the end of our show where we can wrap up. And how would people that wanted to connect with you in Albuquerque to do business with you, buy deals from you, sell deals to you, which I know you're open to, how would people connect with you for that? Sure. The, uh, the best way would be to just send me an email. My email is dt at davebuys.com. So that's Delta, like Delta Tango at DaveBuys.com. Or you can call me on my cell phone anytime, 505-659-7086. Nice. Giving out the phone number. So that's 505-659-7086. It'll be in our show notes if you're driving and you can't write it down and catch it. You can catch the show notes at hardhatholly.com forward slash 89 or show 89. So hardhatholly.com forward slash 89, and you can get Dave's contact info as well as some great bullet points and show notes from today's episode. And um, you can also get updates and reminders of when the podcasts are published each week by texting hardhat with no spaces between it, all one word, hardhat to the number 38470. So you just send a text to the number 38470, and it just says hardhat. And I will send you a reminder when we have new episodes published, as well as our great free downloads available that go with the shows. So Dave, thanks again so much for your time. You've been awesome. I love hearing real stories of real people, success, the challenges, all of it. Thanks for being so transparent. We really appreciate you. And what would be your parting words of advice for people that are considering jumping in or maybe they're in it and they're struggling? Just keep going. Um, you, uh, you're never quite fully prepared. So you know, <laughs> just kind of get started and you'll figure it out as you go along. And don't be afraid to make mistakes. Yeah. Well said. Well, with that, listeners, get out there and take some action and make it a great day. Thanks for listening today. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review our show and let us know in your review what you'd like to hear more of. For the show notes and free downloads for this episode and all others, go to hardhatholly.com.